Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Today's episode of the Movie Know It All podcast is brought to you by water. Just plain old water. Drink it. Welcome to the Movie Know It All podcast here on, on uh, the Know It All Network. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And you look like half a butt puppet. <laughs> Everything was going fine until this penis had to come in. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Butt puppet, dude. We are like. doing today. <laughs> today's episode is a very special episode to Bob, both Bob and I. Because today we are doing the classic, the legendary film, the movie that started it all, or whatever whatever they say about these kinds of movies. We're doing today. We're doing Airheads. <laughs> One of my all-time Honest favorite movies. I I I like when it comes to like Adam Sandler movies. Like this is probably my my absolute favorite one. It's probably because he's not the star of it. Yeah, I wouldn't but consider like, this an Adam Sandler movie. I consider this a um, uh, Brendan Fraser movie, movie, right? Yeah, so would I. Like, this feels more like a Brendan Fraser movie. But this but is like, very much an ensemble, in my opinion. God, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. going back and rewatching it, I'm like, man, everybody's so good. Like, everybody's so funny. And like, this was it's, a, this, it's such a small cast too. And this was a movie that had a bunch of people. Uh, like a bunch of established actors and a bunch of actors that were coming up at the time. This movie yeah. was released in 1994, right? The golden yeah. age of SNL, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in in our in our generation, this was the best time for 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 SNL. Like uh, yeah. uh, Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, uh, a bunch of other a bunch of other SNL alums were coming out with movies at this time. This is also the same time that like Wayne's World came out. Coneheads came out. Uh, a bunch of these SNL-led uh, um, projects. The amazing out. Stuart saves his family, <laughs> which doesn't deserve the hate that it got. No, it doesn't. That. But it, I understand it, why everybody forgets it. Yeah, it's very right. forgettable. But you know, but but anyway, man. Uh, yeah, dude. Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler. Like Adam Sandler is was like, like. He is the most fit out of everybody in this movie. Yeah, I, I, it's so weird to see him in this movie with that body. Yeah, like I imagine, I am, dude. If I if I looked like that at one point and I had to like, like go back and look at myself like that, I'd be so fucking mad. Like, <laughs> right. I would, I would go so fucking annoyed. And I bet you anything, dude. He did not have to work for that body. I guarantee. He probably you, didn't. He was what? What was he like? Twenty four in this movie. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, he was yeah, young. He was, he he was, was super he was. young in this movie. Dude. <clears throat> I want to. I want to apologize to everybody uh, real quick in advance. Uh, I've been kind of fighting the cold this past week, so my voice is kind of a little off. So uh, if it annoys you, uh, I apologize. Next week, I swear it'll be back to its its normal velvet fog style. But uh, it's this not. Week, a, it's not a cold. That's what the Democrats would have you believe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, man. Not my face. Hashtag not my face. Um, so this movie, man, Airheads. Uh what a time capsule, man. It that 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 is the best way possible I can describe this movie. It's a freaking time capsule, dude. The you music could the you could never do this this story again. No, and, and it's and it's funny because uh w- during my research. I found out that this movie was based on a true story. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. And and uh, uh, apparently, or it based on a true story. I say based. It's actually loosely, loosely. loosely inspired. Okay. Uh, basically, the only thing that this movie has in common with the actual story was that this, uh, uh, this, um, this musician wanted to have his music played on a radio station. And he went over to the radio station with plans to take it hostage to get his music played. He never went through with it. So, so that's, that's about the extent that it, uh, uh, that it went. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, a bunch of musicians want to, uh, want to, uh, get their music played and, uh, they go to a radio station to, uh, to have it played. Unfortunately, the radio station is run by Michael McKeon, who is like the douchebag of all douchebags. <laughs> Rock and roll McKeon. <laughs> Rock and roll McKeon. With his stylish little pony nub. I bet it ain't even real. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it, man. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be doing a new, brand new uh, version of the Streamline Movie Know It All podcast here on the, on the Know It All Network. Uh, let's go ahead and get started, man. I want to come off right off the bat and uh, acknowledge uh, national treasure Brendan Fraser. God okay. bless him. So let, let me let me let me tell you something about a little something about Brendan Fraser, man. So this guy goes from playing Chaz Darby to playing mm-hmm. a college preppy boy in yeah. uh, what was that movie? Uh, 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 well, he played a college preppy boy in uh, School Ties and with honors. with honors. That's yeah. the one. Son and then of he a played. Bitch, I've been trying to remember the name of that fucking movie. <laughs> And then he plays a caveman in an Encino man. man. And then he plays world famous uh, 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 globe hopper Rick O'Connell in the Mummy. Like, like completely different characters. One, like the, the the swag in these characters are totally different. Not to and mention I, everyone's favorite himbo, George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle. <laughs> I fucking love George of the Jungle, dude. Like, I still think that's one of the funniest movies ever. He was so good in Jordan the Jungle that they recast that they cast him as Dudley Do Right, basically the same character, but yeah. you know, in different in different fatigue. in ca- in Canada. <laughs> who wants? So, who wanted George of the Jungle Mounties? I don't know. Anyway, it was the seventies, man. The, the, these cartoons didn't give a crap. That's anyway. true, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, man. I I just want to acknowledge the swagger that uh, Brendan Fraser has. From the very first scene of this movie. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about, right? He's walking through the uh, through, through the radio station, 
That and long one a, shot is good. Yeah, yeah. It's and, a very and, good shot. And right away, I want to ask, because there's a million cameos in this movie, by the way, which I did not catch until I watched this movie in HD recently, right? Yeah, so, really. So yes or no, is that Ricky Ratman? Which one? Okay, so there is a, there is a scene where he's walking through the he's walking through the lobby, and these guys come out of the elevator and they're dressed in a in a cat in the hat hats. Oh no no and, that's that's not he looks like him though. Yeah, he looks big time <laughs> like Ricky Ratman. Yeah. The, the what are we supposed to say? Like what? Are you kidding yeah. me? Don't say anything, kid. Do you want to blow this? So so <laughs> anarchy like, good. You, they you know, like you, anarchy. <laughs> do you know how much these hats cost me? <laughs> you know how much these hats set me back? So right off the bat, dude, right off the bat, message, right? <laughs> like oh, this shit. is not only a love letter to the music of rock and roll, the music of the rock and roll at the time, but also a harsh critical takedown of the yeah. music industry in general, right? And how, how funny, considering it was 1994, is just when the music industry figured out, you know, we can just manufacture these guys. Yeah, like this was like uh, MTV was at the peak, the peak of its popularity and power, man. Like, if you wanted to make it in the music business, you had to have a video on MTV. Right. How weird, and, right? What a what a weird world we live in now. Like, there's no videos on MTV anymore. <laughs> yeah, they only show ridiculous. Like, they, they only have one show. One show on MTV, and they show 24 hours a day. That's fucking, a abs- that's fucking absurd. Like, that's easy. That's that's amazingly late. You'd think playing music videos was lazy enough. <laughs> right? Like, so, no, it, we're just going to play the same 40 episodes over and over again. Over and over again, man. But that's absurd. I, I, so, so uh, yeah, man, this movie was directed by, like, this movie has an incredible, incredible cast and crew and, and pedigree, man. This movie was yeah. directed by Michael Lehman. Does that name sound familiar to you? It absolutely sounds familiar to me. Okay, so like all my older cousins and and like all my older female cousins uh, uh, at least all their favorite movies mm-hmm. was Heathers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fucking amazing movie. I was just talking about Heathers yesterday with a friend. Really? The original Mean Girls? <laughs> yeah, like, it, and it was way, it, it's so dark, it's so much darker than any teen movie that comes out, like, that's come out in the last 20 years, I think it's but it's darkest, also hilarious. I think it's the darkest teen movie ever. And it's like, also hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, God, just the lingo in that stupid movie, like, I think that's what, what's always been so good about Michael Lehman is, like, he, he's always been, like, he, he's had a really good way of capturing 90s lingo. Uh-huh. Like the the idioms of the '90s and shit. Like like I said, this movie is such a such a time capsule. Like you could never. Who the fuck would ever want to put their music on a radio station ever again? <laughs> like, can you can you imagine being a musician right now and deciding you're gonna break into a radio station to have them play your demo? Like, who would listen to it? No one would care. Jeez, man. So like, so speaking of uh, time capsule, man. One of, let, let's let's real quick. Let's get the soundtrack out of the way, man. Because, oh my aside, god! Aside aside from the from what's great about the story and the performances and everything, the soundtrack is a character onto itself. Absolutely, movie, man. man. So we've got Motorhead, we've got Four Non Blondes, we got Dim Stars, we've got freaking White Zombie, Anthrax, uh, Candlebox, dude. Like some of the biggest bands of the late '80s, early '90s, dude. Like and and it's such a like honest to God it it may have been one of the earliest like 
turns for me when it came to music. Uh-huh. Like I was big into soundtracks when I was a kid. Like I loved soundtracks. Like whenever I listen to music, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to hear was like whatever was in a movie. Mm-hmm. So this one and the Terminator 2 soundtrack were like pretty much like the the I guess is the the boat that steered me into the the music that I've just grown into as an adult. Like and, I go ahead. No, and I was gonna say, man, that like uh, um, movies during this time, uh, one of the major selling points of these movies was the soundtrack. Was the soundtrack, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And like the it, it starts off so good with "Born to Raise Hell" from Motorhead. Mm, yeah, and and like that delightfully '90s animated opening, like it's so fucking like delightful in its it's Mr. Bill. <laughs> like, that's straight up it, MTV, man. MTV, yeah, those it, what, that's what M- if you wanted to know what MTV looked like during the commercial breaks, that's what MTV looked like during the commercial breaks. Yeah, the opening of this movie, <laughs> just like this this assault of cut up magazine photos, yeah. like, and just loud music. Like <laughs> MTV, MTV used to be really fucking fun, man. Well, everything used to be really fun in the '90s, and I, and I think that's like the key to nostalgia is it's not it's not that like. I'm I'm starting to notice that the reason people are so nostalgic for the past is because everything just keeps sucking more and more as time progresses. Yeah. Like we have more access to the suck. We have more access to fucking conspiracy theorists aren't the weirdos on one radio station anymore. They're the weirdos that took over the fucking internet. Like yeah. and, and it sucks, dude. I I literally read an article today about this guy who fucking killed his wife cuz QN told him that he was that she was a CIA agent. At least that's what he said. He's pleading insanity, and they're allowing the plea. Oh yeah, his uh, his yeah, I heard about that man. His his uh, wife and kids. Yeah, I just read about this today. I was like, what the absolute fuck, dude? Like, what a weird, twisted, fucking sad world we live in. And, like, and by, it's... by the way, if you take anything that QN and says seriously, you're a fucking idiot. Like that's <laughs> that's straight from the horse's mouth. I don't give a shit. I hope I hope everybody knows that that actually started out as a joke. And people were so desperate to believe anything, they actually believed it and became a thing. That's, that's the part that drives now, me nuts. It's still a joke. It's still a joke. There's no such thing as a fucking pizza joint sex dungeon, you idiot. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I, anyway. If there, if there was an underground sex dungeon cult, I think they would find a better place to do it than a pizza joint. Hey, you know what's so funny about this? Well, we literally just told each other before we went on the air not to get off on these fucking tangents. And like, <laughs> right away, you know, we, 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 got, do, man. we got fucking 10 minutes into Airheads. And like, we're already like, fuck you, Anna. And like, yeah. Well, let's get, back, let's get back to it, man. Um, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, we, dude, pro- cast, we promised man. ourselves we wouldn't do that. And we did yeah, it. We promised ourselves we wouldn't do that, man. The freaking cast. Let's talk about the casting. We've already talked about how awesome and how much of a national treasure Brendan Fraser is, dude. His yeah. acting in this movie, dude, like, it, he could have played it as this spaz, like, stereotypical surfer dude style rock and roll California guy, right? He could have played it the way David Arquette plays his character in this movie. <laughs> dude, he could have played it like, like, uh, uh, I guarantee you. This script or the character, the character sides of this script, the originally written, yeah. uh, reads like a Saved by the Bell script. I bet. I guarantee you, dude. Because this this is a Saved by the Bell, like... Very much. It, yeah, it, it's very Saved by the Bell in, in its execution for its shenanigans. Like, this feels like a <laughs> Zach Morris shenanigan. Yeah. Like, but it man, really does. Brendan, 
But man, Brendan Fraser, dude, he plays it with so much damn heart, dude. And like you, you root for this guy, dude. Like you feel sorry for him One when of- he's talking about when he's talking about how he wants, like he just wants to write a song that'll last forever, dude. Like and you then feel after that, that it's hard, dude. As somebody, and you, and I'm sure you know this too, man, because like we've we've made our our attempt at rock stardom. Like yeah. you and I have both been in bands. Like we uh-huh. both fronted, we've both fronted our own bands. And like one of the lines that even to this day, as somebody who still listens to music and every now and then misses the stage, mm-hmm. like misses performing, like that line has always like as I've gotten older, that line has has made me laugh less and just made me like, damn, that's so like it's so real it fucks with me is the do you know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes and the only people that are there to see you are the other bands and their girlfriends? Oh, like, dude. Like, I was like, yes. Yes, I fucking do. Dude, 2 o'clock in the morning at Newman's, dude. Yes, dude. Like, bro, <laughs> yeah. I the, the thing with my old band, dude, we would play anywhere you asked us to play. Like, we didn't yeah. care. We One of our first shows was at Mr. Gaddy's. Like, what the oh, fuck dude. is up, Denny's? Like... Dude, we I played play at a ten-year-old's ten-year-old's uh, 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 birthday party, dude. Yeah, like you play, <laughs> you'll play anywhere. I remember one time we got invited to play at somebody's family owned this big ranch out somewhere in Mission, this huge, huge ranch. And in the middle oh. of the ranch was an old church that was abandoned, uh-huh. and like on like there was a hill right next to the church that had a, a big outdoor baptism, like on it. And like oh, yeah. that was the, that was the stage. And, like we we played for an audience of one drunk dude. <laughs> but I yeah. bet you you guys rocked the house down, and that one oh, drunk dude was it. like, "Whoa!" That, hey, that guy was having a blast, and I'm like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. "If he's having fun, we're having fun." Yeah. Like, and it, and it's true. Like, I I've I've always understood that. Like, like I do know what it's like to be on the bill and to play for 15 minutes, and the only people who are there to see me are the other bands and their girlfriends. Like, I know what that's mm-hmm. like. And like, it, it it's it's such a fucking the drive and the and the determination. I remember that. I remember yeah. that that like how determined I was. When you're young, when you're young, and 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 you think that you got a shot. And yeah, was, you know, and like it, it's like, a very it's a very hard realization to to really learn that it doesn't matter how good your music is, if if nobody can hear it, nobody's gonna care. Well, no, not only that, you but like. You're only you're only as good as the dedication you give into it and the dedication that everybody else gives into it as well. Yeah, you which know? is why I know so many guys who are like they do their their one man band now, two man yeah. bands. Like yeah. no, nobody it, <clears throat> it, trust me, as somebody who fucking at one point needed two guitar players, a bass player, and a keyboard player, no. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. six members in a band is absurd. And I will never fucking do that again. Like four is hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> like and my dumbass was like, I could use two more. Because <laughs> no. I needed a fucking cacophony of noise when I performed, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> like that, that I, 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 I loved the determination because I remember what it was like to want to be that rock star. Yeah, like I remember what it was like to want to be Motley Crue. So Brendan Fraser, his character was modeled after Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, uh, big time. You can tell what I heard, right? Yeah, uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Uh, if you know anything about heavy metal music, you know that Steve Buscemi is playing Rex Brown. Straight yeah. up. <laughs> he looks like, he, even he his looks name exactly. is Rex. Yeah. Like, his name is Rex in the movie. I was like, you're not even trying. Like You're, you're not like, even trying with that one, dude. That's straight up. Like, like you're not you even trying to hide it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you might as well have named fucking Chaz Jerry. 
<laughs> yeah. like, like, even, even fucking Joe Montana is doing his best Wolfman Jack. Dude, okay, so uh, quick side note, man. Joe Montana, uh, at this time, he had been known for, for playing a bunch of, uh, like, Sicilian mobsters, you know, the mob, yeah. mob bosses and, and gangsters. and Even in cartoons. He's Fat I think Tony on The Simpsons. He's Fat Tony on The Simpsons. And in this one, he doesn't, like, there is not a shred of any of that, man. He he's he it, it's such an interesting character to come and watch him like play. It's like it's like watching fucking like it's like watching Joe Pesci as a fucking like wholesome dad. Uh, yeah. It's but it's bizarre. Like it's like I would never picture that. Like you would never picture Joe Montana as a fucking heavy metal DJ. <laughs> like of all the people you could have picked, especially in that time, you could have picked you could have gotten Howard Stern for that role. Yeah, but I love that he 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 kind of, uh, in in a certain way he kind of underplays it because he could have come across as really really obnoxious because that shtick gets old really quick. Right? Yeah, we know a few so, obnoxious radio DJs, a few few obnoxious uh, rock and roll radio DJs. Mm-hmm. We know more. We know at least one, right? But <laughs> like like this guy, uh, like he's 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 an actual character. He's not a character. Characterization. He's not a caricature. He's an actual character, right? Yeah. Because when he's when he's on the air, he's one character. Then when he gets off the air, he's another character, right? Right. Yeah. And and, and you know that's I like that's that. I, I appreciate that. And like it, it's kind of that. Um, and he does such a good job of it because it's that old wrestling stereotype: the best characters are you turned up to eleven. <laughs> and, yeah. and like, and that's kind of what Joe Montana does is his character, like. Ian is an asshole. Like he's an mm-hmm. asshole on and off the air, but yeah. when he's on the radio, he turns it up to eleven. Yeah. Like, and one of my favorite parts is when like they just take over the station and like they tell him like you can't cuss on the air, and the first thing he does is like, hey, let's turn down your radio, okay, asshole, and just like, I don't know. <laughs> like if yeah. they're doing it, why can't I? Like. Yeah. I want to. I want to think that that Joe Montana, that Ian, Ian the Shark. Is a field musician himself. Like he, he was, he, he was. He feels that script. way. Yeah, like, like he, he used to he be in a band. He's always lived a life. You know, he's always been there, right? So I, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why he doesn't like automatically kick them out. He actually like you know throws the mic to them. You know, like yeah, let's he, he talk puts, for a little he puts, bit. He puts them on the air. Yeah, you know, like right, right when they tell him, yeah, we had to break in. <laughs> like, yeah. What? And the first thing, and the first thing we hear him say is, is like uh, the first time we see him. Is they're at that concert introducing mm. uh, Chris Jericho and the Sons of Thunder, <laughs> bro? Okay, okay. So and he's like, he's like, well, he's like, ninety like, percent sure that was Jericho. Yeah, no, that that is Jericho though, right? Because it looks like him. Is it? it? Like I don't, him, I don't and... know. It looks like him. He sounds like Jericho. I can't tell. Like even in HD, he has the microphone in front of his face. Yeah, no, but but <laughs> I, I, we'll, we'll talk about that right now, but. But the first thing that he says when he gets off stage after introducing very drunkenly, by the way, and he plays drunk very well. <laughs> I like that is, he's mixing beer and Pepto Bismol together. Yeah. <laughs> and he comes out, he's like, look at all this crap. Like, uh, uh, which are we giving away first? Hats or ca- hair care products? Like, he, he doesn't like this shit. Like, he doesn't like what he's the music tired is of becoming, it. right? He's yeah. tired of it, right? He's sick of it already. Yeah. And so he's one of them. Like, he's, he's one of the guys. He's not a poser like Milo is. Yeah, you know? and like I don't blame him because at thirty seven everything sounds like shit. Oh jeez! Like I had so like quick, quick like 
fun fact about me, like two of my favorite bands in high school were Iced Earth and Sonata Arctica. And uh, then like John Schaefer turned out to be a giant piece of shit racist. Yeah, never meet your heroes, dude. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. So like the other day, Spotify, like, cause you know, I, I have Iced Earth on my Spotify. Like I was jamming to it before I found out he was racist. And like, same thing with fucking Sonata Arctica. Like I just would jam them a lot. So the other day, Spotify is like, hey, Sonata Arctica and Iced Earth have released two albums. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, I got to hear this. And like, Sonata Arctica released an acoustic cover of their shit. And John Schaefer just, I guess he couldn't find a band. Nobody wants to work with him. So uh-huh. he, ju- he just like, pl- it's just like piano versions of his songs. And he just speaks over them. He speaks yeah. the lyrics instead of singing them. Didn't he and, change up the lyrics also to kind of yeah, like to, confirm to few, with his new beliefs or whatever? Yeah, and like I, I, I didn't hear any of it. I heard one of, I heard like a minute of one and a minute of the other, and I was like, I hate everything. And like the <laughs> next day, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in uh, the living room. I'm watching TV, and my wife is making uh, breakfast, and she blasts her music in in the kitchen when she when she makes food. And she's playing this like dance song that just goes spooky, scary skeletons. And like <laughs> I'd, I'd never heard it before. And I'm like, that is catchy as fuck. And like I told her, I'm like, this is a very sad day for 16-year-old me. Cause like if you would have told 60, if I could go back and tell 16-year-old me that in 20 years, I start and Sonata Arctic are gonna release albums a week away from each other. And the best thing you're gonna hear that week is a song that goes spooky, scary skeletons. <laughs> and like I was like, how fucking sad. Like, what a sad existence this what, shit is. What, is that like, a new uh, Saturday morning cartoon or what? <laughs> I don't care, but it's catchy as fuck. <laughs> like, it, it, it's one of those, like, drop the beat, like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
<laughs> what the uh, hell does Joe Novark's saucy bedpan have to do with anything? <laughs> he, so he, anyway. he really was good at just throwing words together, wasn't he? <laughs> he wanted to let you know how smart he was. Like, just you, hey, I know a bunch of words, big words, real smart words. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, Fastizio, I can make up words too. <laughs> but yeah, dude, like, I, I think he would have been really good for this role. I don't know why. Like he just it, he I think he would have been really good for it. But when it comes to like everybody in this movie, like who the fuck could you even recast? Like how would you recast anybody? Everybody's so good in it, all the way down to Ernie Hudson being outside with Chris Farley. I thought Ernie Hudson like like watching. Okay, so coming fresh from our Ghostbusters review, uh, which Boy, by the way this, get, this we just can't get rid of Ernie Hudson. We might be doing the next <laughs> I week. know right. <laughs> We're gonna do Congo next week. <laughs> hey, don't kid around, dude. I'd be down to do Congo. Right? <laughs> Say what but, you will. I like that movie. <laughs> but <laughs> Jurassic Jurassic Park with monkeys. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of Ghostbusters, the great ape family. It's not a monkey. Yeah, this movie has two Ghostbusters, by the way. Was <laughs> it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Harold Ramis is in this too. <laughs> I totally forgot Harold Ramis was the fucking, the undercover cop. <laughs> Come on, you guys are the biggest thing since Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Marky Mark, that guy sucks. <laughs> wow, but, before, this movie was before Mark Wahlberg. He was still Marky Mark. He was still Marky Mark, yeah, dude. How so, weird. So Ernie Hudson, man. Um, I uh, watched this movie after I watched The Ghost. So to me, Ernie Hudson was like, you know, one of the top actors that I knew. Yeah, absolutely. And here, here he is playing uh, a low-level cop, and then it wasn't until later on uh, in my life that I realized that Ernie Hudson was a character actor. He wasn't a lead actor. Yeah, know? yeah. He was always a character actor, and in my mind, he was always a lead actor. You know? Yeah, he still, he still kind of feels like your movie feels important when Ernie Hudson. Yeah, there. exactly. Like I, I feel like if you can get Ernie Hudson on your cast, it just went up a, went up a. Uh, uh, it, ups, peg, it, right? it ups your credibility. Like Ernie yeah. Hudson does up your credibility. Like whenever I see him in a movie, I'm like, well, at least you know, you know he's going to be good. Yeah. Like Joe Montana does that for me also. Like if Joe, yeah. Joe Montana is in your movie, like it, it goes up a notch, right? Um, Adam Sandler, dude. So this is before Adam Sandler became a huge, like everyday. Like at this time, he was still on SNL. He was still yeah. Canteen Boy. He was yeah. still uh, uh, Opera Man. You know, <laughs> La Mobile Home. <laughs> he was still, he was still the the Hanukkah song guy. You know? Yeah, dude, he he does spend this whole movie doing the oh Adam Sandler like noises. Like he talks like that throughout the whole thing. He, he he's very soft spoken in this movie. He's very held I, back. I don't want anything. I just don't want to go outside. He has like one moment where he like ah. Like Adam Sandler's, and he's like, uh, "Can you move over there to the other side of the room? Thank you, mom. To talk, come on, tell us, oh, or else I'm gonna cut your head off with what, my what? dick. And there's nothing and gonna do come out of your head. There's nothing you can do about it, cause I'm a madman. <laughs> it kind of hurt my throat. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> oh man, that is so funny, dude. 
Like, I love so much of everything they do in this movie. I love that Michael McKeon, like, fucking David St. Hubbins of Spinal Tap is, is like, you know, that's really him singing, too. So he's a really good fucking singer. Dude, okay, so I don't know if you knew, but Michael McKeon was, like, he was a serious musician yes. for a while. Yeah. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, I mean, he started out as a musician. And um, he sat in with a couple of big bands before he made it big in comedy because he uh he was doing both uh acting and uh uh, uh music yeah, so yeah. like like he's like you know he's he's composed music he writes music uh at the same time he's also doing uh stand up and uh uh doing like like the second city and stuff yeah uh and he's he's very much uh, uh, like a jack of all trades kind of guy, man. Yeah, he's, he's extremely he's talented. talented. And yeah. like, it, it's so funny that in like a movie about musicians, the actual musician is the worst person. Like, <laughs> yeah, which is actually really funny. Like, there's really only two musicians in that in the in the radio station, and that's fucking Adam Sandler and Michael McKeon. <laughs> like, Adam Sandler is an actual like talented drummer and guitar player. And like, yeah. fuck, even what's his name? Steve Buscemi learned how to play the piano because of this movie. Did he? Yeah, he learned how to play piano because someone told him that um, he he looked like he didn't know how to play bass in this movie, and he never picked uh, up a bass before. And someone told him like, "Yeah, you look like you never picked up a bass before." And he was like, "Well, that hurt my fucking feelings." <laughs> and like, <laughs> he wouldn't learn how to play an actual instrument. Like, he learned how yeah. to play the piano. Yeah, and I, I'm like, I, that's fucking wild. And uh, uh, Michael McKeon, man, uh, he's also he's, he's also married to to one of my uh, crushes growing up, Annette O'Toole. Oh, that's I forgot he was married to Annette O'Toole yeah. to the to yeah. Lana Lang herself. To Lana dude. Lang herself, yeah, man. So uh, yeah, man, like the fact that Michael McKeon plays such a like I mean he don't get me wrong he plays slime ball very well. Right? Oh God, yeah, dude, he's, but, he's such a good slime ball and everything. Well, let's face it, man. I mean, like we know him. We know him as uh, as a guy from Spinal Tap. We know him as a guy from Better Call Saul. Like you yeah. know, where he's also a slime ball. Yeah, where he's also a slime ball. Like he's just, he's good at it. Like he's mm. basically playing the same guy here that he plays in fucking the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> like he's playing the same type of asshole. Like it, I would like to think that it's the same character. <laughs> it feels so much like the same fucking character, and yeah. like. That's a movie we should review sometimes. Talk about a fucking time capsule of the 90s, that fucking movie. Oh, dude. Like, what a so, parody of the 60s that movie is. I never, ever, ever watched... Like, everybody I know watched The Brady Bunch growing up. I didn't. I never watched a single episode of The Brady Bunch. I watched the movie. Mm -hmm. I can't go back I can't go back and, and, and watch The Brady Bunch. I can't. I, can't, I can't watch that show because of that movie. Yeah. That, that, that movie was too fucking funny to me. Yeah. Like it, it, it's just like if you guys haven't seen the '90s Brady Bunch movie, it's such a fucking delight because both of them, both of them. Yeah, it's the idea that the Brady Bunch themselves, like the '60s wholesome family, was trapped in the '90s. And if you don't remember the '90s, like I was young Oof. in the '90s, but like holy shit, I remember the indifference. Like yeah. I no, remember but, but like, fucking even <laughs> back even back then, dude. Like they really hammed it up, man. Like. Uh, the night the 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 way the '90s is portrayed, or back then the the modern day is portrayed, is if the modern day was like high on LSD and acid. 
Yes. <laughs> it's very heightened reality type, you know? And it's the, it's the same thing with, with Airheads. Like, this, this is just, like... This, Airheads is the type of, like, thing that somebody would do drunk on a dare. Like, break into <laughs> a radio station is, is drunk on a dare stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, and fucking... I don't know, dude. Like, everything is so fucking funny. Even, like, fucking... Something as simple as as Michael Richards just climbing around in the vents, like <laughs> holy shit, is that that like that shit is so goofy to me. That subplot is so funny to me. Like, I love. I am a huge Seinfeld fan. I yeah. love Michael Richards. Um, I think Michael Richards had the ability to do a lot more than just comedy. Oh god, and, yeah. And and I think this uh, this uh, a role. China has a little window into, like, because he really underplays his character. He doesn't do yeah. any of the Kramerisms. That that's why movie. I was like, it's because he doesn't ham it up. Like, no, he, he doesn't. He plays it like somebody who's afraid he's going to get shot and he's terrified and hiding. Yeah. Like, like I he he plays it very well as somebody who's afraid yeah. of getting shot. Like this isn't this isn't his job. He works at a fucking yeah. radio station. He doesn't even like music. Like, this <laughs> is know. just his job. Like and, oh, I, and I think that's so fucking funny because that's what the industry became. Like, even fucking uh, Wasp sang about it in like '95 when they wanted them to change everything about their style. And Blackie Laws was like, "I'd rip my dick off and throw it into a river before I'd do that." Like he wrote the song. <laughs> he wrote the song Chainsaw Charlie, and like it has one of my favorite lines in that song: "Is strap on your six string and feed the machine." Yeah. Like that's such a fucked up line. And like I was '95, '96, like. It, it was it, it, the writing was on the wall really quick. Like, like I remember a friend of mine told me like it, it goes back to Stone Temple Pilots. Uh -huh. Like it, it goes back to manufacturing grunge. Like mm -hmm. none of those dudes were from that area. None of those dudes were from Seattle. Like they weren't part of that scene, but they could play that type of music. They could play that style, and it's like, well, fuck it. Like they don't need to be from that area. Like, well, kind of you do. Like <laughs> that's where the sound came from. You know what I mean? That's like fucking. Yeah. Like Bay Area Thrash. There's a difference between New York metal and Bay Area Thrash. There's a very big difference between Anthrax and Metallica. Yeah, yeah. And like, and and this movie really it really hits on all those notes too, man. Yeah. Because not only does it does it lay waste to the uh, record industry, mm -hmm. it also lays waste to to rock in general in a way. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was just about where, to bring that up. Like the part where he asks, like, like, so what kind of music do you guys play? And he's like, oh, well, we ain't thrash, speed, or grunge, or more like sludge, blah, blah, blah. More like power slopped and everything. Yeah. Poor <laughs> he's like, dude, what does any of that mean? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's such a good joke, dude. Like, yeah. it, it's such a good joke when you're trying to set yourself apart from everybody. You try giving yourself your own genre. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. You're a lump. You're, you lump into it. Like, what's the big lump? Is it death metal? What is it? Like, yeah. Like and, you're, and, you're and, in and a it really, somewhere. it really freaks me out, or not freaks me out, but like, I, I really don't understand how, like, there's a scene in uh, in School of Rock where he lays out the, all the different genres of music and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like it's like you've got, you've got all these different types of genres of music represented by a single band. Right. And and it's like, dude. How can you put any band into one single category? Right? You know? Like, how do you do that? Like, what category is Pink Floyd under? 
Yeah, Go like ahead. some sometimes they're sometimes they're hard rock, sometimes they're acid rock, sometimes they're punk rock. Like you you can't put them I, into into a category. And I, I love telling people like show like how you and I have I have that joke about uh load. Load Metallica's load is my favorite Alice in Chains album. <laughs> yeah. like it's it's the same thing when people tell me i i remember like i kind of like not got into an argument i just kind of like took the piss out of this dude because like somebody we we're at somebody's house and they had like a mix on and nine inch nails came out and he's like man you listen to new nine inch nails like they suck i haven't listened to nine inch nails since they stopped being industrial i'm like you stopped after the first album then <laughs> no i've heard a couple i'm like well they've only they were only industrial for pretty hate machine yeah like after that it became fucking nine inch nails like what do you became house music <laughs> yeah I was like, what are you talking about dude like yeah you're like after that after album it's the same thing when somebody tells me pink floyd is psychedelic and i'm like well like maybe one or two albums dude from, like, from the downward spiral on dude there were he was he's just doing music for uh for movies you know yeah like for movie soundtracks <laughs> yeah. I, I was like you're you're better than the downward spiral dude okay <laughs> Like that's like for me anyway. Downward Spiral is like a top ten album. I'm not. I'm not dogging Downward Spiral, dude. It's one of my favorite albums, also, dude. It, it, but uh, it, but it's just so weird that somebody would like sit. Because I, I I still fucking like I know fucking forty year old men that still call people posers unironically, and like <laughs> it's super weird to me. I'm like, what fucking grade are you in, dude? Like yeah. just because I don't just because I don't listen to some fucking obscure Brazilian death metal band, and if I did, and I think they suck. <laughs> like now, like because I'd rather hear for whom the bell tolls than this bullshit. Like, yeah, suck the fucking fuzziest nut I've got. I don't care, dude. Like, shit is weird to me. Like, I, 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 I I've never understood this mentality. Like when I was younger, I never, and even now as an adult, I don't get it. I don't understand this mentality of like, it's my band, mm. like, and you can't have it, and like. I I've, I I don't know. Like I had a conversation with somebody the other day about. I used to know this dude, who like would get his shirts at the gallery, and like one day he had a, a Merciful Fate shirt, and I asked him where he got it. He told me the gallery. I'm like, where is this place? And he's like, oh, it's, don't worry, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Like he didn't want me shopping at his fucking store. Like as if yeah. nobody knows where the fucking gallery is now. How funny is that? <laughs> no, but like, and and it's it's that whole gatekeeping mentality that uh was so <clears throat> i mean it, it's it's as much open and as much accepting that the rock world does have um there's just as much gatekeeping in that respect right yeah it's weird like and I it's don't, really I don't... messed up and 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 again like chaz his character very much does that in a couple of scenes in this movie yeah, like where he's like, where he's like, really? Are you really into that Seattle grunge bullshit? Yeah, like you that's something. Listen to that Seattle bullshit. Yeah, he's like, you really? It's like you really, you really want to tell me that uh, that? Uh, um... Oh no, where he's like, he's like, uh, where where uh, Ian goes? Today's music doesn't have a whole lot to say. And then he goes, and then he goes. Gonna, well, you're trying to tell me that Purple Haze had some some type of big message. You're gonna tell me that Purple Haze <laughs> says something. Yeah, like, and it's ooh. like, it's, and that, I mean that—that's a good conversation, but, right? Yeah, that's a great but it, conversation. That's what I was gonna say. But that's a good conversation. You, I like having conversations with people who don't like certain music. Yeah, because like my my taste is, and my wife tells me all the time, like you have the most eclectic taste in fucking music. Like it's weird. Yeah, like because I will fucking like we we just recently got like because 
I was never really a music video guy. I didn't have like MTV like for too long growing up. So mm-hmm. I never got to see like a whole lot of music videos. Like my my um like my music show was Uranium on uh, yeah. back when it was Huge. much music. Yeah, back when it was much music. Like that was my show. Like it was the only place I could ever hope to like Is that with uh, Mistress Julia? Mistress Julia, yeah. Like my I heart. Yeah, no kidding, right? Like I could only ever hope to like hear uh, hear and watch really good videos there. And like I started, I looked for one video the other day, and I was like, I didn't know they had a video for this, and I just fell down a fucking rabbit hole of like. Dude, just, there's so many songs that I listened to that I had no idea they had music videos for. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, I didn't know there was a video. Like the other day, yeah. I watched Perry Mason from Ozzy. I had no idea there was a music video for. Oh, that. you made a music video? Huh. Yeah, there's there's a music video for Perry oh, wow. Mason. I was like, I'll be fucked running. I didn't yeah. know there was a music video for that. And I a while back I bought a uh, um, uh, about twenty years ago. Allison Change released uh, 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 their best of. It's called the uh, 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 best of the box. Oh yeah, or, or yeah. Like, like Allison Change uh, uh, the box or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. it was a box set, and it had all their all their albums and all their greatest hits and stuff. But yeah, it also came the, with a DVD. The DVD, I had it. Yeah, with, yeah, with, with the uh, with the music videos. Which I, I didn't know they ever had seen like any 16, of 17 videos. Yeah, they got a lot. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, by the time I started getting my taste in music, like, mm-hmm. to where I was actually going out and buying my music. Yeah. Um, like, that kind of stuff was, they only showed it on 120 minutes at, you know, one o'clock in the morning on MTV. Yeah. They didn't show them during the day, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, by the time... But like by 94, 95, when I was buying my CDs and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I was like into Wu-Tang. I was into West Coast. I was into Tupac. I was in the Biggie. Uh, I was into Metallica. I was into uh, uh, um, ACDC. I was into all that stuff, right? Pink yeah. Floyd. Uh, they didn't play any of that music during the day, man. No, they you know? really didn't. And uh, uh, they, they, they mostly played, uh, I think back then during the day, they would play uh uh like that was when they started getting into their tv shows yeah. like the real world and and you know stuff like that road rules uh, road rules yeah they, they would play the uh the music videos uh early in the morning or late at night yeah. especially in the weekend especially in the weekend they played they played them all all uh all night and stuff but, but yeah man like like you don't you don't realize any of this stuff until like, i didn't realize it until later yeah like i it was just one of those things where i started like just going down that rabbit hole and like I I, I used to have uh, this tape because I remember when um, VH1 Classics came out with Metal Mania, like those were the mm-hmm. only videos that I had a lot of like were a bunch of like eighties hair metal videos, and like I had no idea there was just so much stuff. I was like, man, dude, like even like right now, like you're you everybody wants to get their music video on YouTube now. Like it's the mm-hmm. only place to really watch videos. Like I had no idea. There are no gatekeepers those... anymore, dude. There yeah. are no gatekeepers anymore. You just put like, it on and let the world see it. You know. Yeah. Like Ghost has so many videos. I didn't know they had as many music videos as they did. And like, fuck yeah. you. I like Ghost. I don't care. If, like, there's people out there like Ghost. Just shut up. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I didn't care when I was a kid, and you guys didn't like Slipknot either. Like I don't give a <laughs> shit. Like if it's good, it's good to me. Like I don't care if Ghost yeah. is a parody of fucking Black Sabbath. It's a good parody. Like I don't know what to tell you. They're fun. Yeah. Like I, I love I love I love showmanship, dude. This is why I said that like the best con the two the best concerts I ever went to and it's a tie for me was King Diamond and fucking 
uh, Alice Cooper. Like uh. it's it's the showmanship. It's it's what the effort you put into your performances. Like I, I've I've seen some bands live that are just really boring live. Like unfortunately, they're hella boring. Yeah. Like they're exciting to listen to, but you see them live, and it's like, man, you guys don't give a shit. Like you're not having fun. Like nothing. You know who's like that for me? Uh, I went to go see. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, dude. I went to go see Saliva at the... Uh, oh, right on. At the Villarreal. Yeah, yeah. I fell asleep, dude. I fell I... asleep. <laughs> I went to a Saliva concert, and I fell asleep. I, I, like, I like to tell... And it's so weird, because I've met some like people who are maybe 10 years younger than me, and they their eyes like well up with tears. Like, when I say... Because I am not... I'm not, I've never been a guy who's into tool very much. I'm fine with tool. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't understand where like, cause there were a few of them when I was in school that just like worshiped the ground tool fucking performed on. But mm. I've met a lot of people who are like 10 years and younger than me who like, there's nothing better than tool. I'm like, I guess. Mm. And like, I, lo- dude, I, I own all the tool albums. I love tool, but it's not for everybody, dude. No, it's, it's not. not. And like, I don't. And it's fine. It's fine if you don't like it, dude. Yeah, it's, like it's, I don't. It's fine, you know. I don't even hate Tool. I went <laughs> in like <laughs> 2001 or two. I saw Tool, and I saw Perfect Circle three months apart from each other, because uh-huh. May- Maynard took Tool on tour, and then right after he was done with that tour, he went on tour to all the exact same cities <laughs> with, with the Perfect per- Circle. With a Perfect Circle. <laughs> And I went to both shows, yeah. and I was like, I didn't care. Like, I went to both shows because yeah. both times I was trying to get laid. Like, it's not even a joke. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you at least 40% of the guys that go to a tool concert is because they're trying to get laid. I've said that before, and people think I'm an asshole about that. I'm like, I'm, no, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, it's a warning. I'm trying to warn you. Like, a lot of those guys are just there because y'all are hot. Like, I don't know what to play. So we're going to do right now, man. I was going to go in and take a real quick break. And uh, we'll... <laughs> yeah. We're going to do right now, man. We're going to take a real quick break. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the plot of uh, <laughs> of Airheads and get more into uh, how we went to concerts that we really didn't want to go into so that we can get our <laughs> dick licked. But uh, <laughs> after that, we'll... We'll be right back on the uh, Movie Know It All. Hey, Know It All Ned here. Thanks for tuning into the Movie Know It All podcast, part of the Know It All Network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Podcast here on the Know It All Network. Uh, We'll be back in a minute. What did I do now? Get these guys out of here. 
He's still in the air. Listen, Milo, I get six minutes of talk time every hour. What do you care how I spend them? Get these morons off the air. I'm warning you, Ian. Ease up, Grunty. Somebody gave you a break once, even though you're a goon. I say we make this an open forum. Let's hear the man out. Go ahead, Conan. Explain to Milo why we should play your tape. I mean, I'm not pulling part here, all right? My entire life force is on this tape. I don't know what else to say. Come on, man. Can you just give us a shot? How can you say no to that? You're on thin ice, Ian. You're not untouchable. You think you are, but you're not. Get out of my booth. Without me, you don't have any ratings. No, we'll see about that. Let's go, pal. All you losers. Come on, get your hands off me, Jackson. Want to try getting physical with me? Listen, you shaved ape. I could make a phone call and have you picking up garbage on the freeway for the rest of the decade. You want to get smart with me? Try it. I will not be pushed around by Hollywood Boulevard trash like you. I'm trash? What are you doing? You're running me? Huh? Oh, he's got a gun! He's got a gun! Hey, stop swarming, pussy! I'll fill your face so full of lead, you'll be sitting bullets for a week, you no-dick loser! Come on, Rex. Wow, sure! You want to talk to these uh, fellas? What do you suggest? Say something. They like you. Shut up, dick smoke. Chaz, come on. All right. Look, I know you would have been cool, but then this penis had to step in and get all heavy. Look, all I want to do is be heard, and then we're out of here. Believe me, I understand. Just cool it, huh? Buddy, why don't you cut your losses? You ran over your head. You don't know what you're doing. Shut your face! Just shut your stupid face! I know exactly what I'm doing. That's the whole problem with you guys. So, like, Shaved Ape didn't do it. The what? The Shaved Ape remark. That didn't set him off. No, the Hollywood Boulevard Boulevard trash. trash. (laughs) Which is such a great California joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is a really good California joke. Like, Hollywood, like, I'm trash? You think you're better than me? (laughs) You think you're better than me, don't you? (laughs) <laughs> that's even, it's it's a callback to one of his earlier lines when he when he shows the gun he goes some Hollywood Boulevard trash come shimming up the rain pipe like oh I didn't even catch that dude yeah it's it's a callback to him earlier he's like I'm trash <laughs> yeah like, so like, even he's like I'm above Hollywood Boulevard trash asshole <laughs> like, <laughs> and this 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 is like really where the where the movie kicks off man because. Uh, you, the, the first, the first I want to say about maybe 20 minutes of the movie is just like, you see their plight, you see where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. They're not, you know, you get, you get, uh, you get several things from, from their character introductions. Mm -hmm. They're not, uh, they're, they're not very smart guys. They're not the best musicians, but they have a lot of heart. At least Chaz does. Like he really wants this to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And, oh yeah. And he's got he's he's got he's got this mentality that like he's he's got this really really uh, a strong work ethic when it comes to his music, right? Yeah. So, so you you get you get him into a situation where he's on the he's in a radio station right on the verge mm-hmm. of getting his music played, and then this guy comes up to him and says, "No, like this guy in a ponytail who's a total poser," you know? Yeah. Telling you that you don't know, you don't know uh, uh, what you're, you're doing, or you don't like. You're not good you, enough for this. Like you you're don't not good belong to be on here. The radio, yeah. yeah. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet, and then we meet the the, the rest, the rest of, of the cast of this movie, man. Like the people who work in this radio station. Which, <laughs> so like, I've never really worked at a radio station. Like I've been yeah. to a radio station, you know. Like I've 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 done 
uh, uh, stuff in a radio station, but I've never really worked there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the late, great Reggie Cathy, who mm-hmm. plays Marcus, yeah. who's like this this militant Black Panther type guy. Working at a rock station, dude. Working at a rock station. (laughs) Get away from me, man. You're stepping on my dick. (laughs) Which is such a... He's so fucking funny. Like, in everything that he says in this fucking movie, like, white man with a gun. (laughs) Like, like, just so so mad, dude. Like, it's so fucking funny, dude. And then, and then you have um, your freaking former world heavyweight champion <laughs> David Arquette. Hey, what what was she on the Clydesdale scale? Yeah, that's how many Clydesdales you got to figure out how much it would take to tear off her face. Yeah, I'd imagine it would hurt. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> so, fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you've been like like the total burnout, right? That he that he played for like for a majority of the nineties. He played the same type of character, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, and I, and I think the I think the role that that broke him out of that uh, that whole thing was Scream. It was. <laughs> it absolutely was. Yeah. But it anyway, absolutely was because he, okay. he for, uh, up to that point he played a burnout and everything. Yeah, in every movie that he did, uh, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Everything. He's playing the same character. <clears throat> this movie that he did in Buffy, like literally exact same <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah. So okay, answer. Riddle me this, dude. What do these guys do in a radio station? What like what like what are they? What do you mean? What are their jobs? I don't know. No, exactly. Like I have no fucking clue what anybody's supposed to do. I get that Nina Sim Simon. I don't know how to say her last name. So he's Masco. How say it again? Simasco. Simasco. Okay, Nina Simasco. I think it's Greek. I don't know. Either way, I know that she's like the the secretary, and yeah. I'm 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 guessing like if she's um, a secretary, who's uh who's Yvonne the uh, the uh, the black lady receptionist? The receptionist. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that she's like the personal secretary to the guys there. Oh, okay. Like is what she's supposed to do. Like she's Milo's personal secretary, oh, I gotcha. and like like um, Yvonne is supposed to just be the receptionist, which is why she's just sitting there playing fucking video games. <laughs> yeah, she's playing a game called uh, she's playing a game called Aerial Assault on the Game Gear, which uh, a friend of mine had, and and I recognized immediately when I heard the music because that's the music actual music from the game. A you know how, our, how a whole bunch of our audience just went, "What the fuck is a Game Gear?" <laughs> You know how in, in, in a lot of movies uh, they would have a video game and like it just be generic sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this was the actual game uh, and the game sounds. So yeah, yeah. they're they're using game the area assault gentlemen, music. Look it up. One of the greatest game consoles ever made. Anyway, the, I, uh, I, I like I like to tell people I'm like, what well, was the first handheld video game that had light? <laughs> like you could I see it so. in the dark. It was. It was I the first one so. you could see in the dark. So uh, I I I. I Think maybe uh, Marcus is like an engineer. That's what I was thinking he was. I thought he was the sound engineer. Yeah, uh, and in and, that room, and, all the sound equipment. And Arquette, he's just like I don't know, hanging out. <laughs> maybe he's the afternoon DJ. I don't know. You you know you know what uh, I I kind of kind of came over the backstory like he just like showed up one day and like just took an office and nobody told him anything and you know like he just showed up <laughs> real real Milton in office space yeah. <laughs> he, he was we actually fired six ago, months ago but nobody ever told him <laughs> <laughs> through a glitch in the payroll <laughs> yeah 
Well, hold on a second there, Kimosabi. We fixed the glitch. <laughs> he would have been a really good Ian the Shark, too. John McGinley. Yeah. yeah. He would have been. A oh, yeah. Good so, or even uh, a Milo. He would have been a pretty good Milo, too. Did you notice that Alan Cover played the cop? Yes. Yes, I did. The, the dude from Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Yes. Dude. He was a good-looking dude, man. Yeah, he, he really looks like a cop, too. <laughs> yeah, straight up, dude. <laughs> I was like, that's so fucking funny. I had realized that, like, a while back. I had been, like, really wanting to see this movie, so we just, like, got it. Uh-huh. And, like, I was watching it, and I'm like, fuck me. That's the dude from Grandma's Boy. Like, <laughs> yeah. How weird. Like, I guess they've been homies for a real long time. So um, I, I want to say that they built, uh, they built this set. Like, that's not an actual radio station or anything. I want to say that they built the set because it, yes or no, the, the, that whole radio station kind of looks a little flimsy. It looks a little flimsy, and it also looks nicer than any radio station I've ever seen. Like, I've, <laughs> Well, I've, every radio station I've ever been to is, is nothing but a converted office space. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I've been to two radio stations in my entire life, and, like, neither one of, it, it doesn't take this much shit. To have a radio station like I, I was honestly kind of fascinated with how little it takes to like <laughs> to actually run a radio station like <laughs> like I, I i went i won tickets at 105.5 a long time ago like when it was still you know an actual radio station down here yes like i yeah when they used to play classic rock yeah. Right, God, God bless it, man. It's unfortunate that one left, and then so did one hundred four nine. I'm like, what? Like all that was left was ninety four five, and yeah, I'm really gonna mm-hmm. listen to that horse shit. How <laughs> many times can I hear Nickelback? Anyway, it's really uh, easy to be the number one station when there are only like three stations, and there's <laughs> nobody competing with you. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I can fucking say that too. I'm the number yeah. one male. I, I can fucking, I can say I have the biggest dick in my apartment. <laughs> There's nobody else with a fucking dick in this house except the cat, and I'm pretty sure I'm winning that fight. But like, it's but, fucking, it's but just relatively, it's just, like, yeah, like, comparatively. <laughs> uh, what's the word? Um, uh, I don't know. Anyway, go move on. <laughs> Moving on. I, I I I forgot I forgot the word I was looking for. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Real stormtrooper, move it along. But, uh-huh. but yeah, dude, like I I. It, it, it's just one of those things for me where like I, I I saw it and I'm like this is ridiculous. It takes like two people to run this entire station. <laughs> like that's so fucking weird. Like there were there were literally just two people there. I'm like fascinating. Like and there was no room for anybody hiding. There's no. It's one room. It was one room. Like good god, man. Like no joke. The building was one room. Like it was like a little secretarial like like lobby and then the room and the bathroom. Huh. Like that was it. <laughs> I was like, wow. fucking fascinating. <laughs> like, yeah, radio stations are—they're not—they're not very—they're not very, uh, um, not very uh, 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 very spacious or very like uh, uh, what's 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 the word like? They're 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 not very uh, um, they're not a place where you'll find nice furniture or anything like that. Yeah, man. You like know? even the the studios down here. Like uh, once upon a time, I was given the opportunity to be a radio DJ. Uh, like I went, they had me audition. Like I recorded some like sound bites and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but there's four radio stations in one station. That place is about the same size as what you would think this radio station would be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you walk into the, to our local radio station. It's about that size. 
But there's really only like four small booths for like four different radio stations. Mm-hmm. And like they're very little booths. They yeah, have, they're they're about they're about as big as like a like a dressing room, like a large dressing room. Yeah, and then they had they took me into this other room that was really small. They just had a set of headphones and a recording system and like it had like the soundproof like foam on the wall. So they basically would take people in there to record them and see how they sound as DJs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. So like, I went to that room, which is at the end of the hall where the other four radio stations are. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is small. Like, yeah. there's really not a whole lot to it. That and also like, helps with the sound. It also helps yeah. with, with uh, you know, the sound quality. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I just mean like the entire building in itself is like, it's much yeah. smaller than you would think. Like, it's about the same yeah. size as what it looks like in Airheads. Yeah. And like, there's four stations in there. <laughs> yeah so like i don't i don't know man it's 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 kind of it's silly but i mean at the same time like how good would the movie look if the whole thing took place in like the reception area you know what i mean yeah yeah so like as the movie goes on um the like it gets out that the st- the radio station's being taken hostage and then like all these people show up and everything and and you you gotta you gotta i gotta wonder man <clears throat> this is very much of its time or like in a movie, if this were to happen in real life, mm-hmm. um, this would come out a lot differently. Like there's a couple of scenes where, where they like, like they come out, they come out of the building and they're running around and like the cops don't rush them. They're, they're, they're swinging their guns around and everything. And <laughs> like, like, they just let one come outside to talk. Like, no, they wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, ju- he jumps on a cop car and he starts like swinging his gun around, pointing it at the crowd. Oh yeah. Like, dude. I- he would have been gone, bro. Like, yeah, when when he when he drops the the doors line, they got the guns, we got the numbers. Yeah, and he like, points <laughs> his gun at the crowd. I'm like, bro, they would have filled your ass with lead. Like yeah, that was, would have been that gone. was LAPD too. That's supposed to be LAPD in this movie. Like, yeah, ah! in the '90s, ha! Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what makes me laugh so hard though uh-huh. is the scene where, where they um <laughs> like it's it's like fucking it's really sad but it's super funny it's just sad because like the reality is that it probably would have been a whole lot worse and it's Mm. the part where they've all they've brought all the shit that they demanded Uh like the football helmet filled with cottage cheese the naked pictures of b arthur (laughs) Arthur, the the zon walnut base like all that cool shit and like Rex's gun is sticking out of the door as it's closing and it breaks and you find out that like they've been holding the the station hostage with water guns and the gun breaks and Marcus punches him in the face and then Marcus and whoever the fuck I forget David Arquette's character's name they run out of the out of the radio station and the cops immediately okay. grab Marcus <laughs> like, yeah Grab him and slam him up against the car. They dude, they would have shot him, dude. That, that's up. why I was like, the sad part is, in reality, they would have fucking filled him with lead if he came running out of that station. Like they would have <laughs> just executed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like even when they grab, he's like, "No, not me!" Like <laughs> David Arquette is just running around in circles, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude! How fucking sad! How little things change almost thirty years. How little things change, dude. So, um, <laughs> oh, what's his name? The guy who plays the uh, the the SWAT guy. You know what I'm talking uh, about, right? I always forget. He that always his pl- name. He always plays. I think An his asshole? name. <laughs> 
I think his name is is Marshall Bell. That sounds like, right. Like he came out in like Starship Troopers and Total Recall and like he always plays like the hardcore bad guy, right? He's the co- he's the evil coach in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah, and like and then this one he plays like like this goofy like you know he's got a tiny dick. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you about the shrew that I married. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Marshall Bell's his name. Yeah. And he's he's like he's he's so I I I love the banter that him and Ernie Hudson have oh, because so like good. like um they're both they're both alpha males but they're both alpha males in like two totally different ways, yeah. you know? And, and like they're, they're they're both pissing on each other's shoes about who's running the scene and shit cuz it is a hostage <laughs> situation like sorry, yeah. you want SWAT. Like yeah. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sorry. Especially, like you, especially you want when, the SWAT team in a hostage situation. Like, do they have guns? Yeah. yeah. Are they threatening to shoot people? Yes. You want SWAT. You don't yeah. want patrolmen. Like, sorry, dude. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. So, I don't like. I don't like patrolmen or SWAT. But in that situation, yeah, <laughs> the SWAT guy should have been in charge. Yeah. Well, that being said, man, um, I want to. I want to bring something up real quick that totally like out of everything else in this movie like there's a lot of things that are timeless about this movie like the music like the music is is in my opinion because oh mostly in in my opinion mostly because i still listen to this music yeah but because it's still good yeah but like the thing that really uh dates this movie is the Mm -hmm. fact that beavis and butthead show up (laughs) they call the radio station yes this, uh, this is we, first wave Beavis and Butthead too. Like yeah, this like is the revivals. Beavis and Butthead had premiered, I think, like a year before. So yeah. they were like at the height of their popularity. This is before the movie. Yeah, before the Beavis and Butthead movie came out. So he's like, uh, "We saw you guys at the Wheelwell last week or last month. You guys you suck." suck. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had my voice so I can do the the Beavis and Butthead voice. I'm usually really good at that. But hey, why don't you guys <laughs> like all the chicks get naked? <laughs> <laughs> like it's so fucking that that scene is still super funny to me and mm-hmm. like i feel like you could show that to really young people and they won't get it like you they told so? they told like, why is that funny <laughs> yeah like, who is that supposed to be it yeah. would like it, it that would have been like at that age for us, because we were like probably like nine and, and like thirteen or fourteen respectively. I was I was thirteen, dude. Yeah, I was like nine or ten when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So like that would have been like you and me watching that movie and the people who called were Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Like that wouldn't yeah. have made any fucking sense to me. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? Actually, I knew who Abbott and Costello was because my aunt gave me a bunch of tapes when I was little. Mm-hmm. And they were they were filled with Abbott and Costello and the Three Stooges and stuff like that. So we, okay, I actually so, grew up with that stuff, dude. So I know so, who they are. So did so did I. But after this movie came out, oh, okay. my my grandfather used to subscribe to Time uh-huh. and like or Time Life, and then you could just buy Columbia like Media House. <laughs> yeah. So like he he had uh, Red Skelton. He mm-hmm. had Abbott and Costello, and he had Three Stooges tapes. And then I remember at one point, I think for Christmas, somebody got him the complete uh, James Bond set on VHS. Oh, wow. Like, all the way to GoldenEye. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was a 
big, big like cassette selection. And like he only ever watched the Roger Moore ones. Of course. But, but like he had the a two ball. movies he was in. <laughs> yeah, like he only ever watched the Roger Moore ones. Like he watched a couple of the Sean Connery ones, but like it was the Roger, Roger Moore was his that he would that he would go back to. Yeah. And like um yeah, like I just using that like as an example, like kids wouldn't like get it too much at the time. No. But like right now, I don't think anybody would like really understand like why that's funny. Like you couldn't show this to someone who was our age when this movie came out. They wouldn't no. understand it. Like you wouldn't would, get it. None of no. this would make any sense. Like, why don't they just like release their music on the internet? Like, why yeah. indeed? Right? <laughs> and that's the thing, why like <laughs> people say people say about certain movies is that you can't make that kind of movie today because of political correctness and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, dude, you can make any damn movie you yeah. want. You can make okay? whatever you want. With any damn uh, 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 message you want. Mm. Nobody is stopping you from making this shit. Okay. Yeah. But stopping you from making a movie like that now is the logistics of what happens in this movie. Yeah. You like, couldn't you, make you, this movie today because that's not how the world works anymore. Right. You know? That's, like, well, that's you exactly why. Like you can't make Blazing Saddles today, not because it'll offend people, but because nobody watches westerns anymore. Right. Exactly. That's the reason why you can't make because oh, there's no parodies Blazing of westerns. There's, exactly. There's, there's no, no parodies westerns. anymore. The parodies nowadays, you don't watch parody movies in the theater anymore. You watch them no. on YouTube, YouTube yeah. videos, TikTok. You watch them straight to streaming and shit. Yeah. The best, the best parodies are made by fucking TikTokers now. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't, it's not that you can't make these movies because people will get offended. You can't make those movies today because the world is different. Yeah, it's signs of the times, man. Like, yeah. you, you couldn't do something like this anymore. Like, no. you, don't, you don't know anybody who's trying to get on the fucking radio. No, like, because you just release your move. You just released your music on SoundCloud. Right. You know? We're not even trying to get on the fucking radio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know. No, like look at us. I mean, we're 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 two we're two lowly guys whose only talent is that we watched a bunch of movies when we were kids, yeah. and and like we're on we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Google uh, Podcasts, we're on uh, uh, we're on Player FM, we're on all these different areas. You can also follow things. us on Instagram and Twitter at the Know It All Network. On, exactly, dude. And we even have a. Uh, uh, we got a TikTok now, dude. We, we got a TikTok, dude. I have never had a TikTok before. I'm yeah. on TikTok now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're on the Tiki Talks, man. Like the the last thing either of us would ever try to do was be on yeah. a radio station. Like if somebody from a radio were to call us right now and like, hey, do you want to be on my show on the radio? Like even if we liked the guy. Yeah, it's one of those situations where it's like, for fucking what? Who am I gonna talk yeah, to? Yeah, why? Who listens to the radio anymore? Like um, what? Yeah, like kind of archaic nonsense is this? Don't you guys have tapes to rewind? Like, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, my kids are gonna grow up and be like, "What's a radio?" Probably. Probably. <laughs> you know, no one's gonna. Nobody listen. I don't listen to the fucking radio station anymore, dude. Like I come. I connect my Spotify. Can't listen, does, to Neil, can't listen to Neil Young anymore, but like, look, look, dude. <laughs> uh, like, I I I appreciate Neil Young. I appreciate everything he's done. I'm fine without his music. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I was, I, it was one of those things where I'm like, I okay, like we'll keep yeah. on rocking no, the free world, Neil. I don't know what the, Bro, the free world. I will support it. you if you want me. If, like, 
like I like if I ever run into you, I will buy you a cup of coffee. I will shake your hand. I will tell you thank you. Um, but if you give me a CD, I'll just give it to somebody else. <laughs> and it's it's and like really look at at it like this way too. Like if Joe Rogan was on the radio, they'd have thrown him off. Like for passing, really... for yes, for passing on that kind of misinformation, uh-huh. they'd have thrown him off. Like he is passing off misinformation. Like. Yeah. We make fun of a certain radio DJ, but he never he never passes the misinformation on the radio. He puts no. it on his fucking Facebook page, yep. but he never yep. passes misinformation on the radio. You know why? Because that's illegal. The FCC will step in. Yeah, like they will fucking step in, and like that is against the fucking law. Yeah, like the internet. But the, but then again, he promotes his. But then again, he promotes the radio station on his page. So I don't know right. where the line and is. Like on, the, the, and like that's why that. that's the fuck. That's the fucked up. Unless he commits the illegal act, and as long as he mm. can say whatever the fuck he wants, as long as it's not on the radio, like the radio is is, is public. And here's the dodge. Here's the dodge. Mm-hmm. He can say whatever he wants online, as mm-hmm. long as he puts a question mark at the end. Right. I'm not saying it. I'm just asking. I'm asking. Yeah, that's the stupid know? fucking game he's playing. That's what Joe Rogan <laughs> yeah. does. And it's yeah. like if Joe Rogan was on the radio, they'd have thrown him off. Like he's on the internet. This is the Wild West, yeah. baby. Like, mm-hmm. which no which one's breaking. I hope it the... stays that way. I want it to stay that way. Like I, I don't. Too. I do not ever ever want it to be like. I never ever want Joe Rogan to be taken off. Uh, like, I don't want his speech to be policed. No, no, I don't. You can listen. I, I don't give a shit. Like if yeah. if if he wants to, like he's never gonna go away. Well, That's put that point. disclaimer. Put that disclaimer. Like, look, what he's saying is bullshit. You can listen yeah. to it all you want, and yeah. we're not gonna take him off. But just he's know, lying. He's, he's lying. He's, he's incorrect or he's lying. Yeah. It's one of the two. Like yeah. he's like of all the things he is, correct is not one of them. Like he's an idiot <laughs> when it comes to this. He's he's spreading misinformation. Yeah. And like so anyway, you can do uh, you can uh, do that on the internet. You're not allowed to do that on the radio. So anyway, uh, rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. That's... Rock and or roll. <laughs> rock and or roll. So, <laughs> so um, there, there's, there's, there's a part where, where they're, uh, uh, they need to go out and find the demo tape <clears throat> for the song. The cassette and... tape knocks out the low end and makes my background vocal sounds like someone stepping on my nuts. <laughs> I get and... that. I hate that I get that. <laughs> <laughs> and my God, dude. One of the greatest people to ever grace God's green earth, Chris Farley. Yeah, man. Who I will what a forever fantastic role in this movie. He's so fucking great in it. I had and 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 I will always shout this from the from the rooftops, man. I don't gloat about a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I will gloat about this. I had the pleasure of working with John Farley, Chris Farley's brother. Yeah, his younger brother, mm-hmm. his baby brother. And uh, I got to tell you, man, Chris Farley, um, that whole family is hilarious. And like that, like he was such a powerful and like just everything about him, because this role Mm -hmm. was just, you know, a throwaway role. Anybody could have taken this. Oh, yeah. Anybody could have been the cop. O'Malley. Yeah. The fact that Chris Farley took this, and mm-hmm. this was his second role. The first role he did was in Wayne's World, where he where he just had that one line of dialogue, and that was it. Yeah. He parlayed that into this role, and then into Tommy Boy the next year. Yeah. Okay. 
So, like, I mean, you look at him in this movie, and you see, <laughs> like, he, he's got an actual character there, you know? <laughs> like, he's, he's an actual person. He's not some asshole uh, rookie cop, you know? Like he's like I want to see a movie about this guy, dude. And like you know? my fi- one of my like top like five fat jokes in a movie uh-huh. is like directed towards him in this one. Like, which is I, I hate it because I laugh every time I hear it. Uh-huh. The, hey, butterball! I think you're exceeding the maximum weight limit of that belt. <laughs> I'm sorry. And his reaction dude. to it was like, <laughs> like it 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 cracks me up, but it's just because like. Like as as a fat kid, um, like as a as a fucking fat man, like yeah. I I've been I, I I mean when you're in school, dude, you're hurled every fat joke in in the world. Kids like, are ruthless, every, man. Kids are fucking ruthless, and like the thing is, I always 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 appreciated a good fat joke. Like <laughs> yeah. if if you took the time to like come up with something clever, like uh-huh. that was I'd laugh. I'm like that was good. Like fuck you, yeah. but that was good. Yeah, and that one always cracked me up. That one, and for whatever reason, the one in the movie Heavyweights, the don't blubber chubber. (laughs) Oh my god, dude! dude. Like, like it's just gotta be. It's gotta be clever, dude. You gotta learn to laugh at shit like that. At least I did, anyway. Like, that's just how I grew up. I think it's shitty when people like bully one another, but like, I just grew up that way. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, I fucking, I fucking slapped it. I, I, I'm the worst fucking step parent because I'm the one that would go to jail for my kid. Like, if I found yeah. somebody killing my my stepdaughters, I'm gonna uh-huh. beat them. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. If <laughs> be like forty year old man beats up a fucking twelve year old. Like, shouldn't have been talking shit. One of the funniest fat jokes that I've ever heard. I don't even remember what movie it was from, but it was this this like fat dude was walking down the street and or he was like walking down the hall and he had a big smile on his face. Because I think like he 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 just like got late or something. And then one of the guys comes up to him and he's like, he's like, uh, uh hey Chubsters, why are you so happy? You finally found your dick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where that's from, but that's fucking funny too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like they kind of, and it's funny because like I'm fat now. Like I grew up, I, I wasn't that I wasn't a fat kid growing up, but like now that I that I'm fat, you know, those fat jokes make me laugh because I'm like, holy shit, like I found my dick. And it's fucking <laughs> it's fucking funny for me now because I'm like I'm losing a lot of weight because like ever uh, since I got out of the hospital, like I've quit, like I've completely quit chips. I have like a slice of bread a day. Like I've moved over to all like all protein diet. Like it's annoying. I don't drink soda as much anymore. Like I pretty much cut like most soda out of my diet altogether. Like I have for a, you, man. I have an actual Coke today, and I've been drinking it really, really slowly all day because it's like the nectar of the gods. And like I've just been like, oh, that's so much better than Coke Zero. <laughs> like, yeah, it makes sweet, sweet love to my tongue. So, um, so they finally find the tape and they take it back. And do you, do you, uh, um, what do you think of the song? Because the whole, the whole movie is like building up to them finally playing the song, right? Oh, the degenerate, the Reagan youth cover. Yeah. Like, so I didn't know it was a cover. I thought it was an actual original uh, an original song for this movie. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah it's, I was it's a, totally ignorant of that fact. Yeah, it's a cover of of uh, an old punk band called Reagan Youth, 
And like, yeah. I actually really like that version too. Like, it's a yeah. really good, it's a really good song. For one, it's a very good song. And it is a very, uh, very, very good. If you like punk music, like it's a very cool punk song. But uh, the way they cover it, like, because it's really Adam Sandler on the drums, and it's really Brendan Fraser singing. And yeah. like, there's something... he's got that real nasally like uh, he's he's got a really good punk rock sound uh, uh, singer so- yeah. sound. Yeah, there's he's got a really good so... punk sound. Yeah, there's something so good about this cover. I I jam it regularly. It's it's not on Spotify, but it is on YouTube. Uh-huh. And like I have uh, I, I I pay to avoid the commercials, <laughs> like on YouTube. Yeah. So like I I have the the thing where I can just put on YouTube music and just play like music and like turn my phone screen off and it won't like drain my battery. Uh-huh. So like I I jam I I have that song on my YouTube like playlist. But I fucking I adore their cover of Degenerate. It's like, good, man. It's really it's, good. It's very good, and I think that's what makes me laugh about somebody telling Steve Buscemi, like, yeah, it looks like you don't know how to play the bass because, like, that whole song is is five three one. Yeah, like five 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 three 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 one 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 one. Like the but whole it's song. funky though, dude. It's funky. Yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, it's, it's funky, dude. It's a great song. It's very bass led. It's a very yeah. bass led song. Like the bass yeah. really goes for a walk in that song. And like I love any song. Give that song to Flea, man. Like he'll kill it. <laughs> right. Like I love I love almost any song where where the bass gets to take the lead for a little bit, and like you have to follow him. Like follow yeah. this with a asshole. Like <laughs> I I appreciate that. So like I I really do enjoy uh, the cover, and it they they picked a really good song to be the the Lone Rangers demo song. <laughs> Like the Lone Rangers. Well, there's three of you. You're not exactly lone. Shouldn't you be the three Rangers? <laughs> and then and then Chaz is like, you lost me. <laughs> like this whole time. Okay, so like this whole time no, in the movie, <laughs> you're on this guy's side, right? And then like he's explaining the whole Lone Rangers thing, and he's like, You lost me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, no! the part, that's the part he doesn't get. Like, yeah. The name of the band is the part like what's 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 wrong with the name? Like, yeah. <laughs> so real quick, man, I love that. So real quick, man, I want to talk about all as as many of the little cameos as as I could find. Like, um, of course, like the the obvious uh, Chris Jericho showing up. I, I want to say that's Ricky Ratman at the beginning, but I'm not exactly sure. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. A uh, uh, Rob Zombie, White Zombie shows up, mm-hmm. um, but. Levy. Lemmy shows up. He's the editor of the school magazine. <laughs> I and I think if I'm if I'm I could be wrong, but I think the guy who says I used to wear corduroy pants, uh-huh. uh, I think he's I think he's one of the members of Blind Melon. I can't remember for sure. That is a Rich Wilkes. He's actually the writer of the movie. Is he? Somebody told yes. me. Oh, fuck, man, I can't remember where I read that. Somebody, one of those other dudes is in a band. I just can't remember who. Like yeah, outside, um, outside of Lemmy. No, uh, I, I I'm not exactly sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I, I'm I'm just looking down uh, the ones that I recognized. Like uh, you know the guy that says uh, I used to masturbate constantly. Constantly. Yeah, that's Stuttering John Melendez from the yeah. uh, Howard Stern show. I, I recognize Stuttering John. Yeah. Like, I fucking love me some Stuttering John, dude. He's an idiot. <laughs> like, you're not gonna put me in your oh, man. movie. <laughs> God, I'm old, dude. <laughs> Jeez, man. So, um, yeah, man, it, it's it's so crazy 
that this this movie is is just it's very much of its time, but and and it, and it very easily could have fallen into the pit of you know all the movies that came out with it, um, but it didn't for some reason. There was something about it that it just stuck with with the with the with the public, and it became a cult hit, and it's, it's so very deservedly so. It's so funny to me how many people I've noticed lately like are talking about that. I'm talking about Airheads again. I'm like yeah. fascinating. Like it's so because it was one of those movies that I remember for the longest time. I was showing people that movie. Yeah. Like I remember I would show people that movie. Like it's a, I tell it's an Adam Sandler movie. It's like one of the few that I actually think is funny. And like <laughs> people are like I've never heard of it, never seen it. I'm like what the fuck, dude? Yeah, like so how bad. weird. Yeah, and 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 it's literal. It's legit. One of Brendan Fraser's best performances. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Uh, Don Montania, I think, is is. I want him to do more comedy. <laughs> you know, Honestly, I really dude. do. He's, he's so he's, good. He's effortlessly funny. Like so effortlessly like him funny. and Michael McKeon, like they're they're. they're like, I was about to say <laughs> their dynamic is so fucking funny, dude. Like I'd love to see them opposite each other in a lot of shit. Like yeah. one of my favorite lines is the, "What the hell are these? They're shorts, Ian." You know, pants with little legs. <laughs> yeah. like, it's such a shitty thing to say. They're shorts, Ian. You know, yeah. pants with little legs. Like, so, you've just so begun what? to kick and scream, you sniveling pots. <laughs> I love that line. You've only begun to kick, kick and scream. <laughs> I'll um, kill you. So one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk about this movie uh, is I just read the news that uh they're actually going to reboot it no and they're gonna they're gonna remake it they're bringing back brendan frazier they're bringing back steve buscemi they're bringing back adam sandler they're bringing back everybody that was involved in this movie um and they're making it's gonna be like a like a like a tv series or something like that and is it following the lone rangers it's gonna the lone rangers are are from what I read, I don't know how true this is, uh-huh. but it's it's going to be uh, how the Lone Rangers are basically like old school rock and rollers, a- aging rock stars, aging rock stars, dude. You know, I would watch and, that. Yeah, watch and that. they want to make a comeback, and it's going to be like a documentary style Try, kind of thing. Try, trying to survive in in today's music industry. Yeah. There's and, more and more music and less and less instruments. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, and I want more music and less instruments. It's true, dude. There aren't like, bands anymore, dude. There aren't any bands anymore. Everybody just programs music. You know the you know what the only new thing that I like is like uh, that it's it's new and like every time it comes on, I'm like I'll jam to that the weekend. Like, okay, I, 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 I like I like that. I like his music. I don't care. Like like he's this that or the other. I don't care, dude. His music is catchy. Like, who's that guy? Talking? Who's that guy with with all the shit on his face? Uh, there's plenty of dudes with lots of shit on their face. I don't know, Stevo. <laughs> no, dude, the guy, the, the musician with all the shit on his face. He looks like a school desk. Um, oh, uh, uh, post toasties, Malone, post Malone, post Malone. Yeah, that guy's pretty good. But I remember his name, post toasties. <laughs> yeah, that, that that guy's pretty good. That guy's pretty. Yeah, good. yeah, he's all right. I don't want he's my not brothers. bad. My brother's a really big fan of him. He showed me this this artist that he's really into called Oliver Tree that I was like, that's not bad at all. It's unique. But Oliver like, Tree? Yeah. But there's no instruments. Like 
Nobody, <laughs> like nobody plays instruments anymore. It's 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 all program now. That's and wild. like it's just it's a trip to me that like you you can hear it. You can hear how shit is just really just manufactured now. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like instruments, there's no music to music anymore. And I think it's so weird. Like, I don't know, and that's that's a funny idea that the Lone Rangers would fucking break into a radio station to make themselves big and then trying to survive in this fucking climate. <laughs> that like, would be funny to shit. watch, especially especially if they're as uh, a gatekeeper as they as they were back then. That, yeah, that would make it even funnier. Like to me, that would yeah. be that would be even funnier. Like they would yeah. hate every everything out right now. Yeah. Like I don't, I wouldn't blame them. Like shit is weird. And then like, I you still hear really good stuff. Like even yesterday, I heard like somebody posted a song from this band I'd never heard of called Acid Witch, and I was like, man, they're good. Like, yeah, it's dark, it's unique. I've never heard anything like this before, but it's good. Mm. There's a there's a um uh a, what do you call it? There's a YouTube channel called uh, Rocked on YouTube, uh-huh. and uh, he 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 does he does reviews of rock albums and and history of of rock and roll music and stuff like that. Yeah, and he put together he put together a list of the best albums last year, uh-huh. and uh, I I kind of made it a thing where you know what I'm gonna go down that list and I'm gonna listen to all the the, the top rock albums what he yeah. calls the top rock albums and I gotta tell you man like like out of out of ten of them. Seven of them were female-led uh, uh, groups and albums. Oh, I, I believe it. So believe it. you know, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna check those out and and uh, because I've been out of it, dude. Like I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to new music. I don't listen to anything, dude. It's so cool. like, yeah, the the stuff I've heard, like I have to dig into the fucking graveyards of obscurity to find music that I like. Yeah, like I, I so rarely find anything that does that. Like, I mean, I'll hear something and I'm like, oh, that's good. But nothing yeah. makes me like feel it anymore. Like yeah. there, there's there. I like to hear new. When I hear new music, I want to hear something that makes me go like, man, I'd love to be on stage and perform something like this. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? I don't hear any of that in any of the shit that I like anymore. I don't hear that in fucking. I haven't heard. I haven't heard like good country music since the nineties. Like yeah, and that's because like, I tried, dude. Like I've tried. Like I, I have with too. rock music, I've heard. I've heard like good stuff. Um, like I listened to Post Malone, uh, mm. because I gave it a chance. I listened to The Weeknd because I gave it a chance. Yeah. All these guys, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar, mm. I gave them a chance. I gave, I, I constantly give country music a chance, but I can't, dude. I can't. It's it's, it's not so good. bad. It's gotten it's not so. Good. Yeah. And like every time you hear somebody like try and do country music, they kill them right away. Like they, <laughs> yeah. they throw, they kick them right the fuck out of Nashville. Like yeah. you make me another Taylor Swift esque song, or I'm throwing you out. Like yeah, so, it got so bad that Taylor Swift had to go pop. <laughs> yeah, like well, fucking no, her going pop is why country music is the way that it is now. Yeah, like everybody's trying to follow her lead. Yeah, if you were really lucky, you could transcend a country song to the pop charts, like Shania Twain did, or even fucking Rascal Flatts did at one point. Like, shit but they like didn't that. compromise. They didn't country, compromise their country music sound to go pop. Right now, no. it's just it's just pop. It's just pop it's music pop. with a southern yeah. accent. Yeah, like, it's it's bad. It's really it's just yeah. gotten really really fucking bad. And like, I think that's my problem is is as I I don't want to think that I'm an old fart. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to think that. But it's I I get yeah. I understand now why my parents thought my music was fucking stupid. <laughs> like if 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 I grew up listening to the Doors. And fucking like the Beatles and shit like that, and like Floyd, 
and then my kids were listening to corn, I think they were idiots too. Yeah. Like I'm like, what is that? What is that absurd noise that that singer is making? What is that shit? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I remember one time I was in my room, and I was I had just put on Life Is Peachy, uh-huh. like I just put that album on from Corn, and the first thing on there is fucking Twist, and like if you remember Twist, he's just making fucking absurd, stupid noises at the beginning of it. I, somebody told me he's scatting. I'm like, he's scatting? Like, that's what that is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, if you say so. Like, he's <laughs> making noises. He's making just... It's scat, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's scat, yeah. all right. But, like... <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember my dad walked in. And I, I, I don't even remember what he was going to ask me. Like, he just asked me something. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to go somewhere. I was like, yeah, let me just get my shoes on and we'll go. And he goes, what the fuck are you listening to? I'm like, corn? And he's like, I guess, Bob. Like, maybe I'm weird. I used to listen to fucking music. Like, It's so funny, man, because like, like I'll listen, I'll listen to, uh, to, to Metallica or whatever. And then I would put on, I would put on, have you ever listened to a Bone Thugs and Harmony East 99 Eternal? Bro, I, I'm from Bombay. I owned East 1999 Eternal. Like. <laughs> So you know what I'm talking about when, when my mom's like, why are you listening to devil music? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Ma, because it's the first of the month. The first of the month, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we go, guys, ladies and gentlemen, that was the uh, uh, Airheads movie, man. A great freaking movie to watch. Uh, if you haven't watched it before, do yourself a favor. Uh, as of right now, as of this recording, it is currently on uh, HBO Max. But once it disappears from it. HBO once it disappears from HBO Max, man, it's one of those movies that you really have to look for to find. Yeah, it will. It will fucking vanish into obscurity. It, it vanishes for years and then it shows up again. And every time it shows up, I need to watch it. I could never find a DVD. I'll probably need to go to like a like a pawn shop to, to I, find a DVD or whatever. But. I fucking have it on DVD. <clears throat> and the only reason I have it on DVD is because it came with Idiocracy at Walmart. <laughs> I have no idea why it was with oh Idiocracy. God. That's how obscure this movie is, is that it had to be packed with another movie. It had to be <laughs> packed with another old obscure... This was back when Idiocracy was still pretty obscure. Yeah. Like, so th- this was before President Camacho actually became the president of the actual United States. That so it's two Mike, Judge, two Mike Judge movies <laughs> packed yeah, together. It, it's, it's very Mike Judge. And like, yeah. honestly, if you ever really want to know like what MTV was like in the nineties, watch airheads. Watch like, airheads. If, if you'll, you want, fi- you'll find that we are missing a lot. We are missing yeah. out on a lot. Like if, if, if you're one of our younger listeners and you're like, I, I don't know, man, like I, I don't see what the big deal was about the nineties. Like, and you're just curious about it or you're obsessed with the nineties and want to know what it was really like airheads. Mm-hmm. Like watch airheads. That's exactly that and what liquid the television. And liquid television, yeah. like that's exactly what yeah. the like. Watch three yeah. movies. Watch yeah. or watch watch liquid television. Watch Airheads and watch Freaked. That was MTV. Oh, yeah. and that was the nine. That was basically the nineties. Yeah, straight yeah. up, dude. Yeah. Like that. That's what so, they gave us on TV. Yeah. So Bob. Like, so Bob. Up. Where uh, where where can people find our awesome podcast? Bro, we're like all over Spotify, man. We're right there next to Joe Rogan. I'm sure he. Yeah. He's telling We're everybody two in the world, man. You can't prove us wrong. He's telling everybody that he doesn't listen to us, but he's not telling the truth. He doesn't tell the truth about anything. So, like, we're the truth. He likes the movie Know It All podcast. You should listen to us yep. more often. We're amazing. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. 
You can follow us on the TikTok. We're one of We've those. We've got people a TikTok, now. ladies and gentlemen. We're 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 hip. We're with it. Hey, excellently timed. And ladies and gentlemen, we we also have a Patreon available, guys. For as little as five dollars a month, you get access to early. You get early access to brand new episodes. Not only that, but you also get access to other things like feature film commentaries. Right now, we have up a brand new feature film commentary of The Man of Steel. And coming soon, coming soon, we've got more commentaries from uh, other other movies like uh, Batman v Superman. We're also going to have a special edition with where we're going to do the Justice League. We're also going to be doing other movies coming up. So stay tuned. Join us on our Patreon, man. As little as five bucks a month, you get access to a bunch of cool things, man. And and, and we're, we're totally worth it, man. You guys love us. You like us. You yeah. want some more of us. Yeah. And we're also going to be doing some uh, some giveaways. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to uh, to to get some stuff to give away to you guys, man. And we're not going to give away some, some cheap bullshit stuff, man. We're going to give away some stuff that people actually want. Oh, okay. So this big box of cheap bullshit stuff, I should just put away. Okay, fine. (laughs) It's my bullshit stuff. This is my bullshit stuff that you can't have any of my bullshit stuff. So, uh, yeah, man. Put all my Uh, Batman figures back on the shelf. Spotify. I'm just kidding. I I was just kidding about the Batman. I was just kidding about the Batman figures. I would literally never give any of them away. But, <laughs> no, dude. We sell them for millions and millions of dollars. You can buy yourselves a house because that's really? what they're worth, right? That's what they're worth. Now. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will see you guys next week for a brand new episode of the Movie Know It All podcast here 